The Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast brings you a unique view of Mesa through its vibrant business community and the subjects that are important. The podcast is produced in the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Media Studio, sponsored by the University of Phoenix. Our podcast is hosted by Mesa Chamber of Commerce CEO Sally Harrison. Please enjoy this episode of the Mesa Chamber Inside Business Podcast. Hi, I'm Sally Harrison, the President and CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, and today we are welcoming back our friend Larry Young from Boiling Frog Development. It's good to be here. It's good to see you. I know. Larry, you are a public speaker, an author, business development strategist, and you said before our podcast that you are working on your second book. Uh, which is going to come out before summer. I am. Yes, yes. Well, you forgot all around great guy too, right? Yeah, that was, <laughs> yes. that was supposed that, to be in my that, bio. That just yeah, goes yeah. Without saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So talk about your book because uh, you've you've had another book that you published uh, what a year 2019, and a half, yeah, two years ago, yeah. um, called Walk the Sales Plank. That was your first book, um, which I've read and uh, had the pleasure of giving to some other friends. Talk about how it compares to your new book that's coming out. Yeah. So the when I wrote Walk the Sales Plank, I really had two goals. You know, at first I kind of sat down one day and said, I need to write a book, right? And, <laughs> and so, I, so I took off on this journey to do so. And um, when, I, when I wrote it, I really just had two main criteria that... The first is I wanted it to be kind of a short and easy read. You know, there was movie titles in there and it kind of uh, some fun, mm-hmm. kind of fun to yeah. read, so to speak. It was, it was easy to read. It was easy to read. And the, to, and the, understand. the second thing that was really important when I wrote Walk the Sales Plank is that I wanted it to have actionable items in there, mm-hmm. right? So, so if you were going yeah. to a networking event at the chamber, you could open up the networking event piece mm-hmm. and you could actually take tips that you could take sure. there that night. And one of the comments that I've gotten a lot over the last couple of years is that, Larry, this book really has actionable things. So like mm-hmm. I can I can do something with it. And that was really focused around the salespeople, right? Mm-hmm. What do salespeople do? Right. The new book I haven't titled yet because I'm still in kind of the formation. <laughs> I don't want to give it away until I got the website, right? But, uh, but this one is really focused around the consulting, the piece that I've okay. been doing with the business part mm-hmm. of it. As you know, I do the speaking and all of that, mm-hmm. but really helping businesses grow right? And giving them, helping them understand the answers to the test. So that's Mm -hmm. really what I'm doing for them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, Sally, is helping them understand exactly why they win the deals they win and why they lose the deals they lose and then translate that into a sales process. Mm -hmm. So this book is really going to be focused around that, really talking to them about how they can start to differentiate and and kind of kind of be almost an unfair competitor. So that's a little bit of a sneak breed. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. helping them to really understand what is it, the clients that I really want to bring in, mm-hmm. right? You know, understanding who they are and why they want to do business with you and then making a sales process mm-hmm. that resonates with them. And that's what this is going to be about. Very cool. So I assume you're going to also make it an easy read that people can put into practice right away. Yeah, so I, it's it's going to be geared towards the CEO, the mm-hmm. sales directors. Mm-hmm. It'll work for salespeople, but those types of individuals that can walk away and say, look, I can start to bring my leadership team in a room, read this book, and we can start to actually do some things. So I want to stay with that same kind of premise mm-hmm. of a book of value, mm-hmm. right, rather than just theory, if yeah. you will. yeah. And so I'm really kind of excited. I spent the last couple of weeks, I did the same thing, sat down one day. I'm like, I got to write a book. <laughs> and so, so I just started uh, kind of typing it out and I'm, I'm falling in love with it with each chapter uh, that I'm working on. So, yeah. 
Very cool. Well, talk about what you're seeing as trends in business and how are some taking advantage of opportunities? Yeah, so as I'm going through and, and doing this, I, obviously this is based a lot off the kind of the consulting, the piece, mm -hmm. and helping these companies grow. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and there's a couple of concerns that, that, I, that I see. Uh, I wouldn't say concerns, but more trends. I think there's that in a lot of markets, like in Arizona here and some pockets even in the Midwest, you know, the economy is really good, right? We, yeah. we were just talking earlier offline about the migration into some of these right. that is driving some economic growth. The fear that I have for a lot of organizations is that they're living off what I call organic growth, mm -hmm. right? We've just always done it this way. Mm -hmm. You know, we're growing because the economy is growing mm -hmm. and they're not really thinking about diversifying their business, like revenue streams, mm -hmm. uh, offering different value, those types of things, maybe penetrating new markets, you mm -hmm. know, that type of stuff. And so they're not really growing, you know, outside of the sure. organization. They're just living organically. The other thing that I worry about a little bit is that organizations have lost sight of how to really price value. Mm -hmm. So when you think about mm -hmm. uh, creating a value-based environment, mm -hmm. it, you really want to be able to offer your client so much value that they're willing to pay you a premium for it. Mm -hmm. And when you start to lose sight of that, a couple things happen. Your margins start compressing, right? It gets, mm -hmm. you, you can grow and not be more profitable. Sure. And the second and the most important thing, and we saw this in COVID, we saw it in the 2008 recession, there, there tends to lack a protection of your core customers. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know who your great dream clients are, mm -hmm. you can't really protect them. Because at the end of the day, the, the clients that are surviving the recessions and things of that nature are the ones that understand what that, that core group of people are, core mm -hmm. clients are, and how to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I have been focusing on. It's interesting you're talking about that because we were just talking about this, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago in that some of the businesses that we worked with through COVID um, decided that they had to make some changes or they weren't going to survive. Yeah. And the ones that did make the changes are the ones that are actually doing very well now. Yeah. Um, the others, uh, you know, some of them just thought they would wait it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some businesses closed because of that. Yeah, and if you think about it, it almost seems, Sally, like a lifetime ago. But I, I remember when uh, you know what kind of COVID first hit. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you know, the chamber was offering value and like webinars around, mm -hmm. you know, how to find Everything. revenue fast. I mean, yeah. anything they could do to provide value for yeah. the members. And I know you, uh, you and I had worked on a few of those. And I mm -hmm. remember talking to businesses at that time about how to find revenue fast and how to know who you're great at. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm visiting with them in that turmoil, the one of the first questions I ask them is, "Who are you great at?" Like, who's that core client that you are just great at? Right. And what are you doing to offer more value in their time of need? Mm -hmm. Right? Because that's going right. to come back in spades. Right. And then and and focusing so that I can survive. And those companies now, when they're coming out of this, mm -hmm. or starting to, are the ones that can take advantage of those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And the chamber, I mean, you, you, you and your leadership and your team did an excellent job through COVID in terms of really knowing who your clients were and saying, where can I offer value in your time of need? Well, right? you preached the whole value thing to us for the last few years. So I think <laughs> it sunk in and we decided we needed to listen. And, yeah. and really, I, we, we focused on that. Uh, I, we, were, we were there to, um, you know, to be an extension of a small business yeah. and do our part. Yeah, because value doesn't always come when you're just selling something in good times. Right. You know, right. value can come in all sorts of forms, but the value that most of your dream clients will remember is where were you when I needed you the most. Well, and, and yeah. I think we, we did our part and we, we um, were able to prove 
that there is value. You did. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, what's the biggest mistake you see organizations doing in sales and even for their culture? Yeah, I think when it comes uh, to the to the sales piece of it, 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 it's, it comes down to not knowing who that dream client is, who mm-hmm. that person is. What what most organizations come in uh, when I see when I look at like their old sales training and that old sales process, it, usually it's a combination of a bunch of sales leaders, a bunch of different ideas that some worked, some didn't. But it really doesn't, it isn't really targeted towards the client that they really want. Mm-hmm. So if you're a business that goes after, let's say, larger type customers, mm-hmm. you have to have a sales process that is geared towards that, mm-hmm. which will differ from if you want to go after, let's say, like the mom and pops sure. as, as an example. You, so you, so ha- having a one size fits all is one of the biggest things that I see. Culture wise, the biggest mistake is that we don't create that value culture. Most mm-hmm. people think... Uh, if I if I offer you something for a hundred dollars and then drop it down to fifty, I've created value. That's not that's a I call that the Kohl's pricing, right? The blouse <laughs> says it's sixty dollars. Oh, but we got it for thirty. That's right. value. That's not value. Value is understanding your clients' business as well as they do, and then having solutions that impact their results. That's how you create value. That makes sense. Yeah. So after the Great Recession and now COVID. What advice are you giving businesses today about strengthening their business for the next downturn? Because it's coming. It will come. Uh, so there's there's two parts. So one I just kind of alluded mm-hmm. to just a moment ago, which is understanding that core group of clients, and then constantly constantly talking to them and getting feedback. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the things I preach in organizations in in their sales processes do they create a feedback loop? And the feedback loop is designed to come back after the fact, after the sale has mm-hmm. been closed. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a pat on the back, right? You're not mm-hmm. looking for, hey, I'm doing a good job or right. sell. You got great people. Right. What I'm looking for is how does how does that dream client make decisions? What is important in their world right now and how are we doing to address it? So that's one of the big parts of that is the is that feedback loop. The second thing and this comes from my old banking experience, but mm-hmm. building that balance sheet, mm-hmm. making sure that they have the liquidity, you know, the cash on hand, make sure that their debt mm-hmm. is modest if they have to have debt, things right. of that nature. Because the people that win in a recession are the ones that have the strongest balance sheets. The banks will stand behind them, generally, sure. Sure. generally speaking, but they have choices that others that do not have. So the people that, and this is not an all-company statement, but, but businesses that struggled in COVID mm-hmm. were ones that didn't have that strength of balance sheet and didn't know really what they were great at. Mm-hmm. And if you, had, you don't have those two things, sure. it's, it's awful tough to survive. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming by. I'm excited yeah. about the whole second book. I know. That's I know. very cool. Well, now I'm out on national media here, right, on your podcast. So I, now I have to get the book done. But it's very the goal cool. is uh, the goal is to have it done, I'm hoping, by the end of April. Uh-huh. And then by popular demand, I'm going to convert Walk the Sales Plank to audio. Oh, good, because I've been is, listening to, you know, people talk about that that uh, need for the need audio. For and then I also want to, this one will be audio as well. And I think good. I might even go hardcover. You're like, Ooh, you're like way cool. That's fancy. I know. I know. Mm, so, another thank, book for the bookshelf. That's right. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Next time we'll talk about workforce. That sounds good. Yeah, I'd love to. Because yeah. uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. All right. Well, thanks for coming by. You bet. This has been a Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. You can find all podcast episodes at iTunes, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org. Content of this podcast is copyright the Mesa Chamber of Commerce, unless otherwise noted.